This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! All right, guys, episode 106 of the morning skate. I got how to uh, come on. He had a long week, long weekend, and he uh, decided to hop on. Feverboy Rex is also here, but he's muted himself. He might leave this video chat now that I said that, but he's he's listening in. Uh, Do you see, like, his photo in the top corner? Does it show you that, too? Yeah, it's his professional. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. Oh, no, he's back again. Hal, uh, what's going on, dude? What did you do this weekend? Not much, man. One, two, New York Knicks game. It was cool. It was a good experience. That's about it. I'm I'm like, I'm happy I don't live in New York City. But I, I'll say this, Rangers fans. I give all Rangers fans a hard time. Madison Square Garden is kind of cool. Thank you. I don't really think like, I don't think like the neighborhood surrounding it that is like that cool. Like I understand like that, the reason why Madison Square Garden is where it is. But like, once you go into the gardens, like a very nice arena. I thought the food options are very good. I thought the beer options were very good. Like, it's like thirteen dollars for a beer, but like, I the Boston Bruins sell like Sam Adams for like twenty two dollars. It feels like sometimes, so it's really not that bad. I think it's a great fan experience, and everyone should see. I want to see a hockey game there now. So, I like it. that you called it. I like that you called it the Garden because now you know who the original Garden is. And I also uh, oh. I got a Snapchat from you of the Billy Joel banner. What did it feel like to be under a banner like that? Was it a big moment? Really quick, dude. The real garden is currently a parking lot, uh, but it felt pretty good, dude. Felt pretty good to see Billy Joel. It also felt really good to look around. If you go up into the Rangers banners, a lot of they don't call them the President's Trophy. They call it the regular season champions. Um, a lot of regular season champions banners up there. Why why not just say President's Trophy? Uh, I don't know. I think it means it's a little bit more meaningful, dude. You won the regular season. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to dress something up that's actually not that sick. Well, I'm sorry the Rangers don't have the NHL in their back pocket like the Boston Bruins do. <laughs> We're clearly like what we saw tonight. Um, <laughs> oh, Ted, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good, dude. Thanks for asking. It was the first weekend I didn't have to work. Worked on my Halloween costume. Went to a 30th birthday party. Got after it a little bit last night. I had these drinks called the Pink Sheets. If you're from Saratoga, you know there's a racetrack there, and there's these little kids that sell these pink sheets as you walk in. They kind of give you, like, tips on the stuff. And this pink sheet was strawberry lemonade vodka. So good, dude. Uh, but, yeah, so that was that was kind of my weekend. Again, thanks for asking about me, and um, that's kind of what we got going on now. So Whoa, 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 whoa. Really quick. So I love how you're pointing the finger at me like I'm Mr. Me. Let's not – little sneak preview uh, for my hero of the week. It's uh, it's Ked's birthday week. He, he reminded me today. It's not His birthday's not a couple of days. His week's coming up, so we're all going to be really nice to Ked, and we'll talk about it later. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Let's just hop into it. NHL in the news. Play the music.
right, NHL in the news. There wasn't like a ton, which was weird. I mean, I guess there was a little bit. We'll just kind of hop right in. First one, first things first. You and I talk about this every time that there's a band that plays an NHL game. They always kind of miss. They miss. They miss. They miss. Uh, this year's NHL winter classic celebration between the Stars and the Nashville Predators belongs to none only than Leonard Skinner. Uh, I had a lot of good Leonard Skinner memories growing up. Snow plowing with my dad. Just listened to Pix 106, which is a classic rock station around here. Uh, Simple Man, Freebird, Tuesday's Gone, Sweet Home Alabama, uh, Give Me Three Steps, That Smell. The list goes on and on. I'm a big Skinner guy. Uh, what do you have on Skinner, dude? Yeah, I think this is a good thing. I think this was the NHL realizing that they're just never going to have, like, rel- like like new artists that are like sweet come on and like tear the house down like that's just not going to happen they're never going to book anyone good enough to do it and it's always going to be uncomfortable and i think the nhl just realized that classic rock is their sweet spot like no one's going to complain about it i love leonard skinner obviously they're out of their prime right like they're like grandpas like they're borderline grandpas but like Uh, it's still a lot of people forget that they were involved in a plane crash and they lost their lead singer and uh Johnny Van Zandt's now Ronnie Van Zandt, pretty sure, is now the singer there. I know a little background on it. Uh, the sheriff used to watch, like, these, uh, <laughs> these like, documentary, like, 30 for 30s on all these classic rock bands. And Leonard Skinner had seen some shit, dude. <laughs> like, like, they named their band after their gym teacher that they fucking hated. That their, their gym teacher would tell them that they wouldn't go anywhere in life because their hair was too long and they smelled too bad. So they named their band after their uh, their teacher, Leonard Skinner. I'm a big Skinner fan. <laughs> yeah dude i wasn't saying i'm not a skinner fan i was just trying to say this is a positive like this is good for the nhl dude at the end of the day i'm not gonna sit here and lie to you like i I like leonard skinner a lot like i'm not gonna be like on the edge of my seat when they come on for their performance but i'm gonna be happy dude i'm not gonna change the channel like i'm gonna be hung over like i'm gonna have a blanket or two on like i'm gonna be on my phone i'm just gonna listen to some leonard skinner like it's a win yeah, I think a lot of these teenage kids that are out there ripping their jewel pens and eating their Tide Pods probably aren't going to be a huge fan of the Leonard Skinner. But before jewel pods or jewels and Tide Pods, there were fucking heavily flavored cigarettes that people used to smoke, and that was the real deal. And they Leonard Skinner was in the background. So trying to get a little dirt on the hands, develop a couple calluses, and p- pay your respect to one of the best bands of all time. <laughs> respect dude what do you what's next all right uh so we had drop it low girl on a couple weeks ago this is if you guys missed it this was a girl that dropped it low at a boston bruins game people got all sorts pissed off now we had a lady at a minnesota wild game that had a sign that said i love anal with a smiley face uh she was just sporing it showing everybody in the crowd figured i'd put this one on there uh so right now man counting off the top of my head we have drop it low girl we have the girl who put her nipples up against the glass when the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup final, which we never found her. I, I can't believe nobody's ever identified who that was. And now we have I Love Anal Girl. I think as the season goes on, we went from a girl maybe dropping her butt a little bit to an I Love Anal. I'm a little bit worried about maybe the next thing, a human centipede type thing going on in the stands. I don't know. What do you have on this? It's getting a little bit crazy in the stands at an NHL game. So I'm going to... I'm going to say this not this is not my opinion this is if I put myself in the shoes of a 60 I'm a 62 year old beat reporter in like central Alberta I cover like local junior hockey in central Alberta I'm 62 years old I respect the game and the way that it's played my answer you nailed it (laughs) okay my my answer to this question would be um this is what happens when you let the Carolina Hurricanes have fun at the at the games (laughs) you give everyone an inch they take a mile you know what I mean? Like one second we're saying it's not disrespectful to party in front of the opposing losing team's faces. The next minute there's going to be tits in the stands. And not even tits, dude. This girl's saying she loves anal. Can you imagine being – okay, let's imagine this. I'm a 62-year-old guy. I'm not a beat reporter, but I, I'm a hockey traditionalist. I grew up watching, you know, the boys, Bobby Clark, fucking throw some, throw some fucking knocks. And I'm going to the game for the first time with my grandson, who's eight years old, and he is just the best kid in the world. I want to teach him about the game of hockey. And I'm in the stands, and he pulls on my shirt, and he goes, hey, Grandpa, why does that sign say I love anal? What's anal? 
I mean, what's going on, guys? <laughs> like, what's what's going on? Right? Am I right? Yeah. Although at the same time, dude, if your grandpa's cool, he's gonna be like, he's gonna just be like, don't tell your mom. That's what he's gonna tell you. <laughs> or, or if your grandpa's cool, he's like, hey, wait a minute, I'll be right back. And he just walks down and he's like, hey, what's up, baby? You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. Um, just something to talk about. The I love anal girl. I'm sure next week we'll have something going on. We'll see. Um, this one I thought was really funny. AHL coach was recently fined for telling a referee that he would set his car on fire. Uh, this would never happen in NHL game because I mean, it just wouldn't. What do you, what do you have on this? I don't know, man. Like, it, so was it said? So the one thing I don't understand about this story is was it said on the bench like during the play or was it something that happened in the locker room it was set on the bench during the play and then after the game he doubled down on it and he said well you want to know why at least i didn't tell him i would set his apartment on fire yeah <laughs> i mean at least he's honest about it one and two it's in the heat of the battle like sometimes stuff like that happens like you know what i mean like if it was something that he like purposely said well he did say it in the end so he obviously meant it but like if Something that he said, like, in the middle of the game. It's not as bad. Like, you can take it with a grain of salt. Or maybe, you, am I missing this? And because it's Russia, you can't, like, you're like, this guy's going to kill me. Well, I think I think there's a little bit of that in there. <laughs> a little bit of truth to the statement. Yeah. I mean, we, we could get Jillian on to talk about this. I'm sure I'll, I'll ask her that when we, when we get there. But, uh, yeah, just an absolute crazy thing to just say and expect no consequences. And then when you get fined, be like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, electric <laughs> podcast so far. Moving on, moving on to the next one, guys. There's an outdoor game. I didn't know about this until about an hour ago. It played uh, last night. Regina, right? That's how I say it. Yeah. Which is a sick place. Like that would be a really, really cool place if you're from Canada and you're like, oh yeah, where are you from? Oh, I'm from old Regina. That'd be pretty cool. Didn't even know it's an outdoor game. And it, it was against the, the Jets and the Flames, which are like two teams I really battle. Love to see shit like that. Uh, the Jets ended up winning 2-1. to one. I tweeted out, I couldn't believe the NHL marketing. I didn't hear about this. Some guy tweeted at me. He's like, well, you must not follow the NHL because they said about it. <laughs> this one's on you. Well, apparently not, dude, because I follow like 20,000 people, and I didn't see this mentioned once. So take a fucking lap. Um, Hal, what do you have on this? This is just goes right back into the NHL, not knowing what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I think we were talking about it a little bit before the podcast, um, uh, with fever boy Rex, we were talking about just like the game in general, right? It's played. Where was it played? Like Saskatchewan, rough riders. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, bud? Oh, I'm so tired, dude. Keep confident. When you said Rough Riders, isn't that what the isn't that what DMX is in? No, they're a, they're a CFL football team, dude. They're a famous CFL football team. Jordan Eberly's a big fan of them. Pretty sure they're I'm like fifty five percent sure that's where it was played. I was hoping you were gonna like confirm that for me, like throw me some facts and you didn't say anything. And I got scared. So I'm going to just stick to my guns there. Are you um, – I don't know. <laughs> it would look sick, dude. That was, so two – it's like 10.30 at night. I get home to the hotel. I have no idea. Find the game. Um, put it on. And it was a good game, dude. It was two teams. It was snowing outside. Like like the point I was going to – Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was a point I was going to get to earlier before I literally fell asleep mid-sentence. And that was that. That's like I think the Heritage Classic is the coolest game of the year. No. <clears throat> yeah. No, because like you do these outdoor games specifically to see a game it's like perfect. that. Outdoor. What was that? What was that Rexy? Just confirming that it is in Regina, Saskatchewan. All right, buddy. Next year, boy. Second producer. So it wasn't there. He's gone again. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I didn't hear about it, but you're right. Hal, you're right. Like that was, that's why you make these outdoor games. Like it was perfect. You had the snow in the air. It was cold as fuck. I hope I would think if it was outside. Jerseys look sick. Goalies have the the fucking the toques on their on their hat. Also, why don't we just call them winter hats? Why do we call them toques? Like is that like a cool fucking hockey boy thing to say? Yeah, do you never been to a roots before, dude? 
No, dude. I, I mean, I've been to fucking two other states besides New York. I haven't been to Roots. What the fuck is Roots? You've definitely... <laughs> I don't know. I was... I, I get what you're saying. Like, are we just going to have Fever Boy Rex be our stack guy now? Is that just yeah. He's just going to Yeah, he's going to pop in whenever we need him. Because he came, he came in there and he just dropped that on me, and I feel pretty good about myself right now. So that's yeah, good. Boy. That's all I have on it. it. Looked like a really cool game. Um, what do you think of what do you think of the move of wearing the visor, the tinted visor for the winter game only? Because oh, it's like the sunglasses. I think Gaudreau did it. Um, I don't know, man. I. If I was a veteran in the league that normally wore a visor, I would actually just take everything off because I would want to really fully embrace the pond hockey aspect. Like, you don't wear a visor or a cage when you're playing pond hockey. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, also, Andrew Kopp, Andrew Kopp was, for the Jets was wearing a tinted visor, and he looked like Nick Antropoff to me. Like oh, six, dude, Nick I, Antropoff, man. We've talked about him. The stats that that guy put up was fucking absurd when he's playing for Kazakhstan. Yeah, yeah. He put up huge numbers. And then – Oh, just a completely off topic. We're moving on from the Jets game. I was just, you ever like go through like a stats rabbit hole, like either on, on either of the two sites, Hockey DB or Hockey's Future? Do you ever do that and just start clicking from oh, TV? Yeah. yeah, and you're just clicking and clicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ended up, I ended up on Maximum Finneganoff's page and he's still in the KHL. He's like 40 years no. old. Is he really? Numbers, yeah. Jeez. Maximum Finneganoff is still in the KHL. And and just a quick rewind to Nick Antropov. In 1998, he played for Team Kazakhstan uh, in the EJCD. I don't exactly know what that is, but in five games played. Oh, in the European Junior Championships. Uh, in five games played, he had 23 goals, 31 assists, and 54 points in five games played. Jesus. Nick fucking Antropov. Uh, back to the Jets, even though we were kind of moving on. I thought this was funny. Jeff Paul, Paul Maurice said he challenged Calgary's goal because all the players on the bench were losing their minds, believing it was a high stick, and I wouldn't have gone off the bench if he if he didn't. Said players would have turned him into a tape ball in the corner of the room. I think I'm slowly becoming a Paul Maurice guy. Like I like how his his interviews are like really candid with the media now. Like I think I feel like he's kind of gotten to the point where he's given up. He's like Michael Scott when he gets fired. And he still is, like, the acting boss for two weeks, and he's just walking around with whiskey in his fucking cup. Like, I feel like that's what we were seeing with Paul Maurice, and I love it. So you just think he's completely defeated, and you're you're a fan of that? So let me I ask think... you. Go ahead. No, I think so. I just – I fucking love what he's bringing to the table. My thing, my thing is, dude, if he was your coach, if your coach was completely defeated and was scared that your team was going to be throwing tape balls at you, would you like that? No, but that's why I like him because he's not my coach, and I can. I think he's entertaining. That's fair, dude. I don't know. I just like look. The problem I have with that statement is like, who on the Jets? And I, I know he's being sarcastic when he says that, but like, can you imagine if like Dmitry Kulikov or like Matthew Perot threw like a tape ball at you? Like, what do you do in that situation? Like, do you just have to retire at that point? Do you like beat him up? Do you get in a physical altercation? Like. Who on the Jets would be throwing tape balls? The only person I know of that would be throwing tape balls in that locker room giving wedgies is Dustin Bufflin. And, like, he's not playing right now. I'm glad that you brought Matthew Perot because in terms of image, him growing out the beard and the long hair makes me think that he's way cooler than what he actually is. Like, if he was, like, a clean-cut guy, I'd be like, fuck Matthew Perot. But because he kind of kind of lo- he looks like a caveman a little bit, and you're like, okay, he's got a little bit of skill. Like, there's something wrong in there. I, I like it. It's fair, dude. I'll always think of Matthew Perot as like a as a Washington Capitol. Like I know it's been a really long time since he was a Capitol, but like his years on the Capitol, on the Capitals, like he was always the guy. It's like, oh fuck, like Matthew Perot just scored. Like, do you know what I mean? Do you yeah, have same with, same with like the guy who was on the Bruins in the playoffs. Didn't he play for okay. the Capitals? Yeah, Johansson isn't. He's like the similar kind of player. Yeah. So they both they both I. They were both there during that, like, same period, and they're, like, the two guys that didn't win the Cup. So maybe, maybe like, Matthew Pro watched his old teammates win the Stanley Cup. Like, he was, like, in a cold, like, room in, like, a Holiday Inn in Winnipeg, and he was like, I'm just going to grow my beard out. And now he's a little bit cooler. Yeah. He's so much cooler with that. <laughs> you can't say that he's not. Uh, <laughs> moving on to news that doesn't shock you, but it's, like, pretty crazy. Uh, Daniel Sedin ran a marathon, and uh, – 
just a fun fact about marathon people only two percent of people who run marathons ever run a sub three minute marathon and his first marathon race ever he ran a marathon in two hours and 57 minutes and i know like the sedin brothers are like people think they're weird and all this stuff and like for me like they're they are the two players that were had elite stature that I just never really recognized them as that. But when you look at their stats and all that shit, it's like, holy fuck, these guys were really, really good. Do you do you agree with that? Like they were I would consider the Steam Brothers elite. And I it's just one of those names that I wouldn't even like think of. Hearing that a Sedine brother ran a marathon and did it well is like the least surprising thing I've ever heard. Yeah, not only well, like two percent of people do this yeah but dude at the same time like color me unimpressed like one i don't like marathons two i don't trust marathon people and three like if you can run a marathon you could still be playing hockey if you wanted to like clearly he just doesn't want to play hockey anymore like daniel if daniel sedin can run that marathon right now like daniel sedin could like put like 30 points in and like be a positive role model and like try to help the canucks rebuild but they didn't My want is, Daniel Sedin's running this marathon. Where the fuck was Henrik? Also, <laughs> did anybody think maybe he ran half of it and then Henrik jumped in for the second half? There's one of them. Dude, this is like how confusing the Sedins are to me because you just brought that up. Which one do people think is better? Is it Daniel? I, I don't think there is one that's better because they put up like the same fucking amount of points. I just feel like every time I'm talking about the Sedin brothers, I'm talking about the wrong one. Yeah, like, one of them, I think, was a passer, and one of them was more of a goal scorer, but when you looked at their stats, they're, like, very comparable. Yeah, they're always, like, three goals different from each other, and it, like, like flips every who year. Who was the captain? Was the captain Henrik or Daniel? I think, I think it was Daniel. Daniel. I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Fucking that's, why, that's why we have a podcast, dude, because we know the fucking hard-hitting news. Well, we have a statistician right now who I hope is looking it up. I don't know what he's doing, but... <laughs> I think Henrik's the captain. Okay. All right. And then the last thing in NHL news, really quick, Brian Boyle is back in the NHL. All's right in the world. He signs with Florida. Wait, update from Fever Boy Rex. It's confirmed it's Henrik was the captain. Thank you, dude. Scott Ryan. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, I wish I wish we could release like the video to this because because how happy Feverboy Rex gets when he gets to come on and to be a statistician. It's like giving like candy to kids, man. It's unreal. Um, but yeah, Boiler's back in Florida. Scored his first goal tonight. I love Brian Boyle. I think it's only fitting that Feverboy Rex is on this episode because he's also a huge Brian Boyle guy. He sent him a a grapefruit peeler for his wedding and on his wedding registry. Uh, what, what do you have on Brian Boyle, Hal, and uh, this is a good fit with Florida? Dude, all uh, two things I'm going to say on this one we talked about before. I, I think if Brian Boyle was named captain like you guys wanted all those years ago instead of Ryan McDonough, then Rangers history is totally different and, like, everything changes. But that being said, I'm, like, I'm going one of two ways with this because, like, Brian Boyle scored a goal and it's awesome. I'm just not sure what Brian Boyle, the hockey player, is going to be yet. Like, I haven't seen – a large enough sample size, and that's nothing against him. He's a warrior. I think he'll be a positive for the team regardless, like in the locker room and stuff. Like I'm someone who's down on the Panthers, and with Boyle being added, I, I'm seeing it as a like a positive. Like I respect them a little bit more as a negative. I just don't know how big of an impact he'll have. Well, kind of sucks. I wish this. I wish like he was still a free agent because Zibanejad got hurt tonight. And if he's out long term with like a concussion or some shit, getting Brian Boyle back to the New York Rangers where we'd have a little bit of heart and a little bit of a we don't have a single player on our team that's like, oh yeah, well fuck you too, other than like Lemieux and D'Angelo. Nobody else does that. Chris Kreider's a spectator. He's one of the most irrelevant hockey players I've ever seen play hockey in my entire life. Like he should be I talk oh, Rangers talk perfect. Chris Kreider fucking sucks, dude. Like this guy I don't get it because he should be fucking sick. Like, he should be a really good he, – he's a physical specimen, man. And every time he goes to throw a hit, right before he gets to wherever he's about to hit, he hammers the brakes and just rubs somebody out on the boards. Why are you doing that, man? Fucking put him through the boards. I don't understand it. Drives me fucking nuts. Advantage out looks like he's going to be hurt. That's not good for the Rangers. We won the first two games – I mean, this – in terms of maybe setting up to get us a good draft pick, I think we're doing a pretty good job. But I think a lot of us thought, like – Maybe we can kind of compete for a playoff spot this year. 
if this is what's happening, it ain't happening, dude. So, so what? What do you think at this point? What would you be happy with if you traded Chris Kreider? Like, what would you want? I I honestly don't even care. I just don't. I want a spot to open up for one of the young kids to come up and play because watching Chris Kreider play every night. Oh, he's Ranger fans who who don't know much about hockey. Oh, well, he scored against the Bruins. Uh, thanks for scoring in a fucking six-two game with two minutes left. Like, I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for showing up, dude. When it really fucking matters. Like, and we talked about this before the podcast happened. Like, you look at all the players that have been on the Rangers. How is Chris Kreider the one that stuck around to be on the New York Rangers? Blows my mind. It's true, dude. I agree. And uh, then you, you wanted to talk about Vitaly Kratzov, right? Well, for that, I just – talking about some issues. Coach – I wrote down Coach Quinn eats ice cream with the enemy. They're doing this thing. I was watching it from the Bruins feed, and they're doing the thing about – and it basically boiled down to Matt Rizlick played two years for – Quinn at BU and was his captain two years and they won national championship, but they're like, they like golf together. And like, uh, he texts Quinn for like advice, like your coach, your coach can't be texting other players that they coached in college for like advice. Like you, they gotta like block the number. Like you can talk to them in the off season, play golf all you want, but like, come on. Yeah, no, I agree with that. This is something Quinn's done. When Jordan Greenway got drafted, like, he went to the draft with him. Like, Quinn is, like, very into, like, having his BU players, and I get that, but you're right. Is Bill Belichick sending text messages or taking phone calls from, like, fucking Teddy Bruschi? Or I, that's probably not a good example. I don't follow the Patriots. But is, is, is he, like, is he talking to, like, somebody that the Patriots once had and then gave up on? Like, who's that wide receiver that played the cross? Chris Hogan? No, exactly. Chris Hogan, is he talking to Danny Amendola about a fucking great play he made on third and seven? No, he's not doing that. Quinn, hang up your fucking phone, man. We have issues to fix, dude. Oh, me. He might be, he, he might be like a, a little too pretty for it, dude. Here's my question to you is I feel like part of the reason Quinn was hired, whether like people like it or not, is that they thought he's worked with young guys and he could do a rebuild. Do you trust this guy to do the rebuild? You know what, man? I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard when you go to Twitter and you just see people shit on him all the time and not have, like, your way, like, skewed in any sort of sense. But, like, we had a Russian prospect, Vitaly Kratsov, who I thought was going to be sick, still end up could being sick, comes over, has a, has a pretty good training camp and stuff. He doesn't make it. They send him down to the minors. Now, here's the thing. I think Kratsov threw a fucking hissy fit and was like, I don't want to be here. He deleted all of his stuff on Instagram, like a fucking high school breakup, and then just leaves, whatever. He's interviewed, pretty much just says how, like, he, <clears throat> the coaches accused him of not working hard and that, like, the Rangers have a defenseman on their third line, which is valid. I get that. And But if he's supposed to develop players, like, maybe this is, like, you call him. Like, you understand, like, hey, he's not having a good time. Talk to this guy before he fucking goes in the media. Or, like... I just – I don't understand anything how that happened. Also, the year before, we drafted Elias Anderson seventh overall. This guy is on the fourth line. He gets like nine minutes a night. Why the fuck is this kid not playing? Why is he not – that doesn't make sense. Filipino got sent down to the AHL. He's been tearing it up. Like, everybody's fucking stroking off to it. Okay, he's cool. He's putting up points in the AHL. Who knows if that's going to go to the NHL? Like, I just – The Bruins are good, dude. Is that what you want to <laughs> talk, talk Bruins? Well, you guys, you guys just fucking beat the shit out of the Rangers. What, what else is going on? Your first line's disgusting. Marchand and Bergeron on the penalty kill is just not even fair. Yeah, that's about it, dude. Um, that's about it, really. First line's really good. They don't just lose games. Tukarask has like the best stats in the league right now. He's playing well, so it's our star players carrying the load right now, which is fine. They did that through the whole regular season last year. I'm okay with it. It's just the same old, just like I said every time, but. The only thing I have to add is that Anders Bjork is back, dude. I am back on the Anders train. It's been two straight years that have been cut short with injuries. Scored a knuckle puck the other night. I think that was last night against the Blues. Has a couple of points in, like, three games. Didn't look great tonight, but, like, I don't know if you noticed him. He, like, he looked kind of competent out there, and he can skate. You notice him at all? You can give me an honest uh, he, he made a uh, – the only time I noticed him, he, like, took a hit. And I was like, oh, shit, Bjork's back. I didn't really notice him other than that. It's just because your first line was buzzing. It's fair. That's fair. Like, every time, every time, when you have, like, a first line that's that good, and every time they come on the ice, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you're kind of only looking for that first line to come back out to make sure you don't get scored on. Stat boy, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Fear Boy Rex is just sending pics right now. Moving on. Uh, now we're going to go into, into our uh, beer league roundup. We both had bye weeks. Yeah, nothing happened, dude. Bye week. <coughs> All right. Side note, though. How did did you enjoy your bye week? My bye week was on the Patriots played Monday night football. It was like perfect. Monday night game, bye week, Monday night football. So I went up to uh, Glens Falls Wednesday to just have like a skate. It was pretty good. But the only shitty part about our bye week is now next week we have a back to back Monday Tuesday, which is kind of rough. I don't know how to feel about that. But uh, beer league wise, yeah, there really wasn't that much going on. All right, dude, that's it. All right, Patty B Hotline. Take it away, Pat. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, we got two voicemails. Somebody else called in, so here it is. Hey, how are you now? All right, last episode, you guys talked about how the Montreal Canadiens were giving out a sword to the game MVP. You guys thought it was awesome. I got to say I disagree. Now, I get it, they're Canada, it's not like they can get out a cool weapon like a gun, but you're telling me that the Montreal Canadiens, with all their pageantry, with all their history, with all their heritage, couldn't come up with anything more representative of the franchise than another team's mascot? I mean, if we're going to talk about giving out swords, shouldn't it be the Buffalo Sabres doing that? My question is, how come they couldn't cut off with anything better? And if you're the Buffalo Sabres, how mad are you that Montreal is essentially trolling you right now? Anyway, can't wait to hear from you. Bye. All right, so that's kind of an interesting point. He's kind of out on the Canadians having a sword. You look like you're fucking ready to go with this one, so what do you got? Yeah. Uh, tag, put me in, coach. I disagree. I disagree basically on the on the stance that it's the Montreal Canadiens. That's why this plays. If there's one thing the Montreal Canadiens know how to do, it's, it's put on a laser light show and play some cold playing warm-ups, dude. Like, they're, every single time you're going to start crying and stuff, great anthem will come on. They are all about the pageantry. It's like it is who the Habs are. Like this is Habs hockey. They are the French team. Like they like think they're better than us. This is it. And to double down on that point too, what would you rather have your team have a sword in the locker room, which is still like I mean like I know it's a sword. It's not like the best weapon of choice, but would you rather have a sword or would you rather have your team doing like a layup line with Babcock and Matthews tossing the rock around? Like, come on. That is true. I wish there was something you could stab with the sword. Like, uh, like what was the movie? What major league when they like had like the owner thing? They would take off every, everything. Yeah. But instead, like they had like a they had like a mannequin thing of like a hockey player, and they like numbered it off, and they just stabbed like at each win. <laughs> I mean, that could be kind of problematic, but I see where you're going with it. Like, <laughs> it's not aggressive, dude. But like, it was like symbolic to the season. It wouldn't be their owner. I wasn't saying like put their owner up there. I was just saying any random person. Yeah, I mean, I've never like stabbed anything with a sword, but like, I, I don't. If you have a sword, I feel like you got to use it. Yeah, that's true. You can't just be like twirling it around. You know, but I, I, I what would you? Next, you had a oh, dude. If I came over and you were like, I have a sword, and you're like, let's come into the garage. Like, what would you put on like the workbench? What would you put on the workbench to hit with your sword? I don't think I'd even go to the workbench. Like, maybe I'd just go out in the woods and just start hitting trees. <laughs> just right on the gravel. <laughs> yeah, like see how thick of it. No, not even a gravel. Just like go out to the woods and just start chopping down trees. See, see what type of tree you could chop down in one swoop. It's true. Dude. Maybe make some reeds out of it or something. Hell yeah. All right, next next voicemail, Patty B. Hey, morning. Steve, Patty B here. All right, got a good question for you. What's your preferred um, stick game? You go white, black, or black friction? All right, later, boys. Bye. All right, stick tape, black, white, or black friction. I listened to an interview on Chicklets not long ago, and I think it was Nicholas Lidstrom, and he used friction tape, and that kind of blew my mind. Like, a guy that was that good at hockey would use friction tape. Hal, what type of tape are you uh, taping your stick with? <clears throat> oh, I would never use friction tape. I just use whatever tape I can find. I will, And the other thing, too, like, I don't know. So when you're, like, taping your stick, I was never the best at it, but are you, like, really tight or are you loose, kind of loose and, like, less tape? Do you get what uh, I'm saying? I use, a, I use a ton. I use a lot. I'm not, like, a loose. I, I, it's weird, man. Like, 
whenever I get a minute to actually like do it, I try to make sure it's perfect, and I always fuck it up about halfway through. So I think for like the first half, it's tight, and then after that, where I just know there's no turning back, then I just let it ride. That's fair, dude. And the other thing too is like, especially when you're playing beer league, if you tape it thick, then like you can use it for like a good amount of games. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to <laughs> taping it too often. Yeah, and it kind of sucks taking the tape off when you have that much tape on it. I don't know yeah, if you ever that. Like especially if you haven't like retaped it in a long ass time. Because it won't just pull off. You're going to have to, like, do it in sections. Yeah, yeah you're going to need a sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, good, good question. Uh, 518-309-2595 for the voicemail. It's 518-309-2595. Now we're going to get into our uh, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Lago Sports. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, here we go. Lago Sports, Dominic Moore, Hero Zero of the Week. You want to go first, buddy? No, dude, I want you to go first, honestly. Again, like, I don't know if people realize this. I'm just, I'm out here battling. This is a battle moment for me right now. I'm not doing that great. There's been some ups. There's been some downs. I don't know a head cut from this episode or not. He's been, he's been kind of on me. I haven't been there for him, so I'm going to try to get it together right now. But, but I need you to go first. All right, my zero of the week goes to Haggerty. The Boston uh, Steve Simmons called out Mika Zibanejad for a dive on a reverse hit from Patrice Bergeron. Uh, I'm pretty sure Mika's got a concussion now, speculating, but he's had head issues, and they said it was an upper body injury, and it looked like it was a head injury. Uh, Haggerty calling something like that out. i just not a fan. You and I have been over this guy time and time and time again. Like, I just don't think this guy gets it. Or do you think that's like his job is just to piss people off? That's exactly. That's how he gets like clicks and responses and stuff like that. That's – that's why he stinks, dude. It's just is what it is. Like, I don't think I don't think it was that dirty of a hit. I know, I know, like his jaw get caught. But my point is, like, you can't call that a dive. You can say that's not like if you want to say that's not a suspendable hit, that's fine. But like, at the end of the day, like, Zbenejev had his head down and got caught by a, a like a man who's like pretty sturdy. Like, that's a hit that's gonna mess you up. Like, even if like it wasn't like a brutal elbow to the head, like, to call it a dive is pretty dumb. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm mad about. Like, I like in terms of whether it was a dirty or not dirty play, I think it was just kind of like fucking – it was just unfortunate. I don't think there was any intent behind that at all. But, again, calling it a dive stupid. My hero of the week, just a lot of ECHL stuff, working for the Thunder. Uh, <clears throat> national anthem, the girl singing the national anthem second game of the year because she gets about halfway through. And then I don't know if she forgot the words or, like, she didn't think she was doing good. Walks right off the ice, throws the mic. It's like, I'm done, I'm leaving, then just vanishes into thin air. My hero goes to her. I hope she's doing well. I haven't heard from her. Don't know where she's at, where she is, what she's doing. Um, I mean, I, it, there's some really funny shit that's going on at these games that I would like to talk about. I just don't know if I can. So uh, that's my hero of the week. So how are you feeling with that, dude? I just wanted to one that story about the lady, the national anthem singer is awesome. But I was going to say, what's your comfort level at right now, like? Well, how, how are you feeling? I don't think I told you guys this, but after the third game, uh, they had a it was military night, so they had to auction off the jerseys, and I was the auctioneer. So after everybody left, everybody got into section B and C, and I was on the ice, and I had to be like, "Yeah, hey, we're starting at 250. Can I get through? Can I get through? Can I get through?" I had to like keep doing that and raise a ton of money, dude. That was kind of fun. Never thought I'd be an auctioneer, dude. So uh, that's kind of sick. The jumbotron's pretty cool. I my go-to is like when I don't know what to do, I just dab dab over and over and over again so i i mean i hit him with a quan a little nanang who knows but yeah it's pretty fun dude i like it do they like was one of the interview questions like how are you a good dancer like that come up what do you mean like or is that your is that your style like when people are like if you went if i went outside and asked 10 people who just left the game what do you think of like the in-game announcer would they be like he like he hit the quan pretty well or like so here's the thing i'm the i'm the in-game host i'm not the announcer and i actually think i may have kind of fucked up because after one of like the interviews i had somebody when i was done i went woo and then everybody in the rink did it and i was like and I did it again, and then everybody did it again. I did it like four or five times, and people were just wooing back at me. I'm like, all right, thanks, guys. And then when I put the mic down, I heard the like the guy who does like the icing, icing, like the actual like announcer comes on. He goes, all right, chill out down there, because apparently that I, apparently that's what he does, and I had no idea. <laughs> so dude, I used up five woos, and this, I think he was like, this kid's stealing my shit, and I I honestly. 
hand of the Bible, I had no idea. You cucked him, dude. <laughs> I cucked him, dude, and I didn't mean to do it, so I'm sorry. <laughs> dude, it was one of those things. You would flood my face because when I wooed and then I realized everybody else wooed, I was like, maybe I'm onto something here. <laughs> I wooed again. I did it five times. So you got to come up with like you had to come up with your own your own thing, like your own saying. Like you have a have a catchphrase that they like doing more than the woo. I know. I, what I don't would know be what something? What would be something they could say that would go with woo? Like if you said Kenny and he said woo, like you know I, what I mean? I don't know. And like I'm learning things. Like my first game, it was trivia, and the, and like I asked the guy the thing, and he like kind of grabbed the mic. I'm like, okay, this is fine, whatever. And the Yankees were on TV that night, and he goes, hey, just want everybody to know, Boston sucks, go Yankees. And everybody just started booing him. And I'm like, oh my god, what did this guy just say? And then the second game, I did kind of the same thing, and it was like trivia: who's leading the team in points? And the guy goes, "Oh, I think it's uh, I think it's Riley, but he's playing like like crap this year. I don't know I don't know what his deal is, so I'm not going to answer him." And like called him out like in the middle of the game. So like, I I think I need to have my hand glued to the mic. Sounds like you're not picking. Are you picking good interviews, or are the problems that like they're too good? Like, it's not something. Well, it's hard to find people to interview because you go up to somebody, you're like, hey, do you want to win this? You just have to go on the Jumbotron, and they're all like, no. Like, nobody wants to do it. Okay, would you, if I, can I please come to a game where you'll 100% get me out there? I don't know if I'm going to get you on a mic, but I can get you out there. I can't, like, answer a question? I know, because I don't trust you. Because you'll be like, oh, Stat Boy Steve. <laughs> nah, dude, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's here, old news. Here. Dude, I'm done with this. What's your heroes? Uh, first hero of the week is Ked's birthday week. That's going to be really quick. That's it, dude. You're weak to be a diva, dude. You're weak to let me know that it is your birthday week. He's, where are you doing? you going to Lake Placid? Going to Lake Placid next weekend, yeah. Who are you going with? Uh, the old lady. It's classy. It's a classy weekend away. Um, maybe you can walk back to the O'Connell Lodge like you and uh, – DJ Zoomy Zoomy did last time you were there for like 10 miles yelling at each other. <laughs> yep. Full blown fight. Yep. Good for you, dude. Happy birthday. I was thinking about this too. I, we're not going to say how old you are. I don't know if you really care. I honestly, I don't even know if I have the number correct in my head. If you were an NHL hockey player, like at your current age, where would you want your career to be? Do you think you'd be on an upswing, a downswing? Do you think you'd be in your prime? Like, what are we talking here? Buddy, for sure on a downswing. I'm on a downswing in beer league. Like, you think I'd be fucking... I'm not exactly in my prime. But to be fair, I think I peaked in the fifth grade, so there really wasn't any going up. <laughs> All right, that was fair, dude. Uh, good answer. My uh, my other hero of the week, I was going to do the 25-year-old Russian on the Leafs, dude. Do you know his name? Ilya Mikhaev or something like that? Sure. All right, 25 years old, 13 games, 10 points, four goals, six assists. This dude's a Russian hockey player. Like, he is – I don't know how else to describe him other than he is a second-line Russian right wing. Like, you know the type. You will see him. But I love it. I think I think that's a great addition. I honestly think, too, who's the other guy on the Sabres? Uh, Olofsson or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, the key to having, like – to being able to stay under the salary cap is starting to become that you need some like 25 year old from Europe who never came over. Who's like hitting like the high of his career, his prime that you've already surpassed yourself uh, to come over on a low contract and light it up. Like that's like the sweet spot. So that those signings like that. And the funny thing too, is those two guys are both putting up more points in that, that Russian at uh, the devil's got, what's his name? Gusev. Yeah. Nikita Gusev. What do you think on Gusev? Have you seen him play at all? Like he's pretty good. I I think Russians named Nikita is sick. Yeah, Nikita's the, a cool name. Like the only Nikita I think I've ever met was like a like a husky. I'm pretty sure I had a Nikita on one of my hockey teams, but I forget his name. I think it was Nikita. That's awesome, dude. Uh, so my third hero of the week is going to be Nikita's dude, and that's going to be that. Hell yeah, dude. All right, now we are going to move on to our three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars time. It's Halloween season. I just thought it would be kind of cool to talk about our top three Halloween costumes. Easy, 
but but he gets the job done. My third star, you know that guy that always says he silly, but still gonna send it. That one like kind of bigger Canadian guy in the jean jacket with a dart in his mouth on a snowmobile. The enticer or whatever, Larry. I think that'd be a pretty cool Halloween costume. Because I don't own a jean jacket, and I wouldn't mind one. It's just a reason to actually get to finally own a jean jacket. That surprises me, dude. You have a belt buckle. You have some boots, cowboy boots. Where's the jean jacket? That's what I'm saying, man. I I, I dropped the ball. Yeah. Oh, you want to know what, though? I I always – I can't decide if I'm going to get, like, a jean jacket for the fall or, like, a winter jean jacket. I think that's why I don't have one. Yeah, that's fair. I think you. I think I would go fall. I think the fall one's cooler than the winter one. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Um, uh, my, my, uh, I my three stars of the week. I don't have any three stars, dude. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before. I, <laughs> growing up, growing up, my parents like didn't celebrate Halloween. My mom, when it was Halloween, instead of tr- like trick or treating and stuff, like we would we would turn all the lights off in the house and we'd like order a pizza and we'd go watch movies in the basement. Stop. Yeah, I just like that's awesome, dude. Halloween, Halloween is like a scary thing to me. I don't celebrate. I don't plan on celebrating. We also have the peanut allergy. <laughs> that's another thing, dude. Like yeah. that's like basically, basically Halloween for me as a kid was basically being Russian roulette because I was <laughs> because before my parents got that candy for me, I was just gonna try start eating everything I could. So like I'm out there, like it's easy to pick out like. Like, you can find a Reese's pretty easily in a bag and, like, trade it to your buddy. But, like, once you start dealing with, like, Snickers and stuff, it's like, is this a Milky Way? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Dangerous water. So, I'm going to – I'm also going to dedicate this. It's your birthday week, dude. So, I just wanted you to just shine. Um, and I also just am not very creative. Because the truth of the matter, too, dude, is I was supposed to go to a Halloween party this weekend, but I couldn't – I couldn't think of a costume. Like, I couldn't do it. So, I didn't know. If I couldn't think of a costume for myself in real life, how am I supposed to – come up with fictional ones dude i respect that i will say though i will say though people are probably like what the fuck is hal talking about right now my favorite costume i think i've ever seen was uh was when you just were like it just said like no thanks i'm full yeah (laughs) what was it dude was it like can you explain that no i can't because no no i'm not explaining that all right second star of the week Feverboy Rex, if you want to jump in on this one, my second star, I think John Bender would be a fucking sick Halloween costume. Get yourself a trench coat, some of those gloves that, that cut off the fingers so your fingers are showing through. Just walk around, you talk about how much of a badass you are and that you've seen some shit, and then you're like, oh, you haven't believed me, dude, and just scare the shit out of people. So second star is John Bender. <clears throat> and then my first star is what I'm actually going to be at our – well, actually, let's talk about this. The job I work for, we do a Halloween thing every year where, like, people, like, buy costumes or, like, get into groups and shit. And I wasn't going to do it this year because I didn't want to spend any money. And it's like, like, you know what I mean? But at the same time, in the back of my mind, like, I'm doing really well at work and I don't want people to think, like, oh, this kid doesn't give a shit. So I was like, last second, like, fuck, I probably should do something. So spray paint, a box, some cups, some plates later, I'm going to be my old man's John Deere tractor, dude. Spray painted it green, got the yellow line, getting that ready to go. So what what do you have on me being a uh, a farmer? I'm gonna wear my cowboy boots and cowboy hat. That'll be a good look, dude. The only the only issue with that is like, and I don't. This is gonna be super specific to the region, but like, so you basically live in like the suburbs of the town you work in, and like from an outsider's perspective, when you find out where you live, like most people might think you actually own like a plot of land. So like, I think I think. I think it's almost just like you're celebrating your culture in a way. That's exactly what it is. Like, <laughs> first off, like I don't live in the suburbs. I want some some people thinking I'm a city slicker. I live in the woods. First off, second off, you're right. This is just like another Hal. So Hal and I went to the same high school, but lived in two entirely different areas of of the county we lived in. Hal lived in the suburbs. I lived in the woods. And whenever I would do something very woodsy, he would always be like, "Hey, kid, plus one." So I think, if anything, this is back to the roots. This is honoring where I came from. Do I get a plus one? Yeah, it's a a plus one, dude. I think it's also – it's kind of like – it's just like how you're a spokesman for, like, gas station food. Like, you're the number one proponent of gas station food in the area as well. Like, you have a lot of those bases covered, so I think it's just – Gas station food? You're calling Stewart's gas station food? (laughs) That's what – you should take that as the ultimate – You're just trying to piss me off tonight, dude. Calling Stewart's gas station food? 
Oh, like, oh, hey, kid, this is Ken's birthday episode. We're going to be really cool. I'm not going to have his back for anything. I'm just going to insult everything that he loves. Like, that's sick. That's not what I was saying it as a compliment, dude. Like, you want to – that's it right there. Know that plus one, minus one system, dude? A plus one would be if you were like, yes, I do love gas station food. But a minus one is getting offended that I just said you like gas station food. That's a minus one, dude. That's, that's a wrong mentality. One, dude, that's a country boy telling a city slicker to fuck off, dude. And do you want to know why it's a gas station food, dude? Because I put fucking $20 into my Hyundai Elantra, and I go inside, and I buy a bacon, egg, and cheese, and I walk out and get my car and leave. That's a gas station, dude. It's a, it's a convenience store, dude. <laughs> Attached to a gas station, dude. There just happens to be gas there, dude. Yeah, all right. Oh, Ted's wrong. Ted's the worst. Ted's Ted. birthday. Can't wait for this to be over. Ugh! You know, dude? Ted's birthday week, dude, but we I got the we got the podcast done, dude. It's over. Thank God. See you guys next week. <laughs> that was that was tough, dude. Say to accept defeat. Well, if this is fate, then we'll find a way to cheat. Cause oh, 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 we'll say a little prayer. The door, oh, 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 if the answer isn't fair, you know you can call on me.